some things come naturally to SAFM, SAFM. like being SA's news and information leader. SAFM, 104 to 107. The Dot Spot is the name of the book, Adventures in Love and Sex. <laughs> There's that word again, and I know somebody's going to be writing in. If you've got children around that you don't think ought to be listening, although after reading this book, I think every child should be listening, because Dorothy Black says that conversations about sex and relationships need to come out of doctor's rooms, therapist's offices, academic institutions, and sit themselves firmly around the dinner table. She's in the studio with me. Welcome. Hi, I'm so thrilled to be here. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Amazing book. Yes, thank you. And I'm going to give it to my daughter. That's fantastic news. Because I think if I had this at her age or even earlier, yeah. when I had to start at school, when I didn't yeah. know whether to yeah. have that relationship with a young man right. or not, right. and if I really wanted to have a relationship with a young man or maybe a young woman. Yeah. You know, so we, 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 we've been socialized into uh, growing up, going to school, yeah. getting that education. Yeah, the good normal. The good, <laughs> the good normal, as you call it. Finding a man, mm. getting married, yes. having children, yes. and hopefully die after that. And then you die. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just thrown it all out. I think, you know, I think lots of people have been throwing it out for a long time. This isn't a new message. Anything in this book is not new. There have been people, women, men, you know, non-gender people saying this for a very, very, very long time. It's just that this is now coming packaged in this uh, in this format, and also hopefully in a format that's a little bit more accessible to mass think than than otherwise. And you've got this language that you use, the mass think, and, and you know that, that right. Yeah, I think I think because it's and I th- you know I, I have to attribute that a little bit to to blogging mm-hmm. actually because you. The, the voice that you get with blogging is a lot less, um, there's no highfalutin language. Mm. It's not trying to be anything other than just to speak to some audience and get a message across. So it's not trying to be anything else other than a conversation. So when did you get this wise? Gosh. Hmm. I remember. No. <laughs> Who knows? I still, <laughs> um, I'll have to ask my therapist when she thinks <laughs> I made the turning point. <laughs> because you... you Okay, you, you represent a lot of voices in, in, in this book and right. thankfully because you've you've written columns in different newspapers and magazines. Yeah, online mostly, yeah. And and, and blogging as right. well, which has helped you um, people trust you with that sort of information. Hmm. I think it's I, they, they do, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, the manner in which I accept information, which is very um, there's no judgment around it. You know, I think you can't have a conversation with someone. You can't divulge information. You can't share openly and honestly and with vulnerability if the person that you're speaking to is judging you or is sitting on some sort of moral high ground or is weighing up what's right or what's wrong. And so because, you know, you say, how do I get... I, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, <laughs> a lot, a lot. And I come from um, a background of... A lot of uh, fluctuation and change and uh, drama and trauma and all the rest of it. And so, you know, you learn from that and you learn a kind of baseline that becomes easy to speak to people mm. and to accept their stories as it is. Is Dorothy Black your real name? No, 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 it's my student. <laughs> I was going to say. I have a lot of names, but <laughs> Dorothy Black is, is one of them. And I, I, it has become my name now. Over the past 10 years now, it is pretty much 
a chosen name, and then I, sh- I, I share my different names with different people. Because I wanted to know that, you know, you were sitting at the airport like I was today, and people gave me looks because just... Welcome to my world. <laughs> people gave me looks because the cover has S-E-X on it. I know, and it's crazy, that, that wild word. I know. Murder, rape, that's great. Yeah, but... but a word like sex, no. <laughs> and, and you know, I, and I was, I had this wonderful smile on my face, everyone, because everyone's not like wanting to have this conversation yeah. about this. Because book. everyone, but everybody's wanting to have the conversation. That's the thing. Yeah. But we don't allow these conversations yeah. about the most important thing that all of us engage in at some point right, in our right. lives and the relationships around them. So how do we, how do we choose? And 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 the most important thing that I took out of here was boundaries how to create boundaries about what you really want how do we go about doing that what are boundaries um so boundaries you know when I first heard about boundaries I I really had to I had to go to a workshop it was a part of my therapist's practice and I had to go learn about boundaries and when I I learned about them I was it was like a little penny dropping on my head because I'd never I'd never thought about them before they're they're the internal structures that you have in place, um, a value structure for yourself that keeps you safe. What you believe to be um, your healthy parameters. So whether it's a boundary about how you like to be touched physically or where you want to go physically, what mm. you allow emotionally, what you allow um, physically. So a boundary would be if someone starts shouting at you, mm. if your value system, if your internal safety system is I don't like someone speaking to me that way. Mm. I won't allow it into my space. Mm. If you're going to shout, you're welcome to do it, but it won't be at me me. or here. Mm -hmm. And then you remove yourself from it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, using that example, a lot of us don't understand boundaries. We don't know that we can walk away from bad situations. Mm. We don't know that we can walk away from bad people because especially women have been taught to be nice, not to rock the boat, Mm. to be polite, to worry about other people's feelings instead of worrying about your own feelings and paying attention to them. Mm. And so boundaries... Boundaries are those internal structures that you put in place and then respect and follow through on. And so they're very important because a, a boundary is something that you, that is uh, useful throughout your entire uh, life. Yeah. It's what you live by. It's what you live by. It's your word. Yeah. It's your word, but it's also your self-worth. Mm-hmm. You know, what you consider um, viable for your space, what you allow in, who you allow in, and what you don't allow in. Because then we won't find ourselves in, in, in situations where um, family says, you know, it, you, you, this old, your clock is ticking, your biological clock Correct. is ticking, you ought to be getting married. Yeah, you, you should. You the should, shoulds. The shoulds, eh? Yeah. That's what you call yeah, them. The, the shoulds. shoulds. You should get married. You, you should sh- get married. You should look this way. You should be doing this. You should be settling down. And if you're not, there's actually something fundamentally wrong with wrong you. Wrong with you. And how society engages with yeah. you, of course, you looked at as this... Loser, yeah, outsider, outsider, and we've got names for it in all languages. Uh, in, in in one of my many African languages that I speak mm. is It means you know people have just walked by you. It's oh, really? Yeah. So really, outside of the community. Yes. Oh, that's hard. It, it, it's hard. Yeah. But then we 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 force ourselves then into relationships that we really don't care about but yeah. because we're scrambling we can't be yeah. seen not to be in a relationship but also because nobody wants to be outside 
Nobody wants to be outside of the community. Nobody wants to be outside of their family. People, we are social creatures. We want to be accepted. We want to be validated. We want to be loved. And so if the parameters of your social structure is, well, you really ought to be getting married and having babies because if you're not, you're a little bit weird and mm. you're the strange aunt that we have to, you know, invite to dinner. Mm. It immediately creates like an emotional and, and, and feeling barrier between you and your family. And so you want to be accepted. And so I think a lot of people then make choices that they feel uh, will be acceptable by the community or Mm. by the group. And I think that goes for whether it's relationships or sexuality or uh, relationship models that they choose. We all just want to be loved. We want to be loved and accepted, and we will almost do anything, including deny our own desires, to to have that. So choosing the type of relationship, because you you mentioned the different types of relationships, you know, relationship models that one can have. But what are we talking about when we talk about a relationship? Um, Mm. Is it it, uh, the the, the person who makes me feel all woozy inside? uh, What's the measurement for that kind of... I remember somebody saying to me, like, if you, every, every, inter, every interaction with someone is a form of relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all in relationship with everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think when we talk about a love relationship or an intimate relationship, it's certainly for me the moment at which both parties or all parties, depending on what your relationship model is, have, um, have consciously decided to be in it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are in relationships where one person hasn't decided to be in it. They just find themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I would imagine that a relationship where there has been an, an agreement to be intimate and to be vulnerable and to, to open yourself up to future possibilities. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes we're influenced by the people we hang out with yeah. uh, as to the type of relationship. Right. We have. right you know, right. Um, we've gone out as a group of girls and, and we're meeting a group of guys. And if you don't score mm-hmm. on that night then you, you feel quite left out because you're not right. so how, how do you and how do you walk away from that situation if your boundaries are in place mm. you should know what you want and it doesn't go for you but how much does influence and what are people going to say or oh, might as well yeah, we can't, might as well oh, might, might as well cookie yeah you know we can't we can't deny peer pressure we can't deny group think and we cannot deny the the context that we find ourselves in, our social context, our smaller group context, our friend circles. Um, and I suppose it boils down to being authentic about what you want and what who you want to be and how you want to be that takes practice. It really takes practice. And the friends who are around you who support that um, and who stay there to help you be more who, who support your decisions, whatever they are. They are the friends you should be keeping. Mm. If you're in a social situation and someone's judging you or kicking you out or trying to make you feel other because you're not doing as they're doing, mm-hmm. or um, then to me that's a huge sign that you should be choosing other friends. As difficult as it is, there are other people who will accept you for who you are. Um, and so why stay with people who are going to make you feel awful about it? But you need to challenge that. To know who your proper friends are, who's valid in your life, you need to challenge. Well, here I am. Here I am. This is what I want. Anybody sticking around? No? Well, have a good life. Then mm-hmm. I'll find other people. Mm-hmm. What are the type of conversations that you've had and with people that you talk to that have influenced you writing this book as well? Is there a common thread where all of us kind of miss it and go wrong and do things that are, even when we, we thought our boundaries were in place, mm. we find ourselves under pressure because, again, uh, do we all need to have a relationship? Do we all need to have... Oh, God, no. 
No, no, no. You know, I think, I think we, you know, part of the good normal, part of this idea of like, you know, there's this and then that and then the next thing is this idea that somehow we're just slowly marching towards, you know, that one relationship mm. that we're going to stay in for the rest of our lives. And life isn't, isn't, isn't that rigid or that linear. It is fluid and it morphs and it ebbs and it flows. And so there will be the moments where you are, you know, through going through life as a as a single person, and by single I just mean someone who's not partnered, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything more or less for where you may or may not be in future. If you find yourself with a partner, that's great, and if you don't, you don't. And some people choose not to partner; they don't want to partner. It doesn't feel right for them. Um, as long as it's a conscious choice, whether you're alone to be alone, to be singular, or with people, both of those are choices. Because I think some people sometimes keep themselves alone because they don't know how to relate. Because learning how to have a good relationship or learning how to relate is a process in itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. And people that find themselves in, in relationships before they read your book. <laughs> before <laughs> they've read my book. Before they've read book. <laughs> relationships that have, are going nowhere slowly. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, how, how does one... Because I think, as you say, you need to work at it daily mm. for it to produce. That's provided you are in it for the same reason. Right. Okay, let's talk about the different different types of relationships okay. that we yeah. we can have. All right. There's the monogamous relationship that right. all of us... And, and I, you know, in the book, I, I kind of list a few um, relationship models, and they're not the only relationship models. They're probably just the most popular ones. Mm-hmm. The monogamy, you know, the one, the one man, usually the one man, the one woman, but... Um, you know, the, the partnered couple who are sexually and emotionally monogamous together forever. Uh, then there's the non-monogamy, which is, I think, where a, l- a lot of more people are going. It's your open relationships. It's your sex play, mm, <laughs> word, um, where you're kind of opening up the, the parameters of what you and your partner will experience, experiment with and experience with together in that relationship. But it needs to be spoken about. But it needs to be spoken about. Listen, there is no relationship model that is better or worse polyamory um the kind of relationship model where you are in relationship with more than one person and everyone in that in that space knows about the other person Mm -hmm. nobody's hiding everybody knows maybe they're friends maybe they're not um open relationships where you and your partner uh consider each other your primary partner but you open up the parameters sexually um to play with other people um play play lots of play um and so there are a ton of relationship models. And, and I've noticed the media likes to kind of hook onto, you know, this relationship model is, is better than the other one. One that's very popular right now, people love talking about is polyamory. Mm. That it's, you it know, the better way to be. Selfie. Right, right, right. And, um, and I think that the better way to be is how you feel comfortable. Mm. And so, um, and so how you feel comfortable and how much you can talk about it. Because it doesn't matter what relationship model in, you're in, you need to talk. You need to be honest and open about where you're at and what you need and where the people around you fit into that and where you fit into their stories. Which right? is difficult. I mean, how do you get yourself, when you're stuck now in a relationship that you thought was the perfect one, Yeah. and you read the dark spot and you think, Oh my goodness. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I can't no, be. I can't be. No, 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 no. I think I still say in there as well. Like, if you're happy, if you're happy, so if you're in a relationship and you're happy, and I think I've got like a little checklist there of what a healthy relationship looks like, and you look at each one of those checklists and you go, no, that's not me. No, 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 no. But mm. you're happy and you're fulfilled and there's no issue, 
then what the hell? Then you've got a great relationship. But that dissatisfaction creep that comes in to relationships that started out being awesome and they, you know, they've now found themselves in a space where it needs to change. Embracing the change is the difficult part. Mm. We are so scared of change. We are so scared of what it's going to do to us. We're so scared of the unknown. And I think a lot of people would rather cling onto an unhealthy relationship that isn't feeding them, that isn't growing them, that isn't, that's, you know, pandering to every part of their weakest points, mm. um, than to make the one honest conversation that says something along the lines of, I can't do this anymore. I don't want this anymore. When you understand that you ought to make that, that have that conversation, but you don't have the skills, uh, yeah. is one able to learn the skills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you, you, you've been, you, you saw a therapist. Yes, yes. That oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder if all of us can afford I think everyone should see a therapist. No, she gave me special rates. She had to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to be all the time. I want the name of your therapist right now. <laughs> I think all of us would like that, would like her, because she seems to have walked you through it. She yeah. really has. And a good therapist, and there are many out there, but there are also very, many bad therapists and counselors. Like they, In any industry, there are good people and, and, and people who are bad at their jobs. How do you choose one? Oh, I wrote about this the other day. You know what? Um, I think the... In South Africa, we have a really great resource called therapistdirectory.co.za, hmm. and it's a huge directory of therapists in the country. Um, and if you don't, so go there, and there are, like, huge lists of, you know, different topics that each therapist is involved with. Um, if you're going to do that, you go and feel. You know, our body, our hearts, our minds, our little internal voice, our gut, our gut knows. If you... Just go to which one looks good for you. Then, if you don't have, if you've got friends who are going to therapists, get a recommendation. Your friend that has made the most progress, who's looking happier than she has in years, or he has in years, the people that you're seeing progress in, that you know are going to therapy, find out who they are. You've become that friend for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I'm going. But breaking up and and ending relationships Mm. becomes a big a big struggle. For mm. women more mm. than men, well, we think for women more than men, but I mm. suppose we have a different way of expressing it and yeah. and, and, and experiencing the breakup, yeah. whether you're the one that's being dumped or whether yeah. you are dumping. Let's talk about dumping and, ending, about dumping. Oh, and ending that relationship. Yeah. Listen, I think the, the thing about like the skill to to fix a relationship, the communication skills, the you know, everything that that works to to build a relationship are the same skills you'll bring in to end it. Mm -hmm. And I think, and this might be a little bit gendered, but I do feel that men, and I think this is socialized, absolutely, absolutely socialized, are more often likely to stay in a bad relationship because they don't know how to talk. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to talk. They haven't been socialized to talk, to talk about their feelings. They haven't been socialized to open up. Um, And I think women often end up bearing the brunt of that because we're more socialized to to talk, mm-hmm. to talk about what's going on, to talk about our feelings, mm-hmm. um, and to move through the process of vulnerability. Women are very are very familiar with vulnerability, um, for better or worse. And the, the better part of it means that we also know how to, and this is generalized, but we also um, feel more comfortable dealing with the difficult emotional topics. And the baggage that comes with it. I mean, yeah, how do you make sure you leave it behind? Then, you if see, you've had a bad relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And you keep on attracting the wrong guy all the time. You know, Shadow, the thing is not about attracting the wrong guy. The same guy. It's like you, you, you're stuck in the same patterns. But the reason you stay in those patterns is because you're not, you haven't set your boundaries down mm. and you haven't walked away soon enough. So if you have a pattern of going out with someone or hooking up with someone who is, um, who is, uh, who picks his nose all the time, let's put it that way. <laughs> let's just keep it light. He picks his nose all the time. You're always going out with nose pickers. Then the next person you go, oh, this is terrible. I hate guys who pick their noses. Then you go out with somebody who's very nice. He picks his nose and you stay. Mm-hmm. You know you don't want to go out with his nose, but why are you staying? The minute he picks his nose, you should be like, I'm out of here. And you can apply that to, obviously, someone who who does drugs or beats you or shouts at you or can't talk or treats you badly or is always cheating on you. You know, the big issues. Mm-hmm. The minute it happens, you walk away. So it's not that you're, it's not just that you're maybe, you know, falling into the same patterns with people all the time. Is that you're not, you're not saying no quick enough to that, to that, to that relationship. Wow. So... You've got the relationship that you want. Um, you, you've you kind of defined the type or the model of the relationship that you uh, are getting involved in. Sexual partners, mm. do you, do you, because um, mostly we've been socialized again into you can't sleep with men. Or, Heavens. Yeah, you can't sleep with men, especially as a woman. Right. But that question then, because you've changed partners for right. the right reason, right. is then, let's have this honest conversation. How many have you slept with? Right. Um, do you tell the truth at that point? You know, the, the interesting thing for me about the question, how many people have you slept with, isn't how many people have you slept with, or even whether you're honest or dishonest about the answer. It's, why do you want to know? Mm. Why are we having this conversation? At what point is that information important to you? And why is it important to you? That's what interests me. Because then we start talking about, like, is this a question about um, sexual health? Is it a question about possession? Is it jealousy? Is it your ego? Is it how you judge women? Is it how you shame women's sexuality? What is underneath this question? That's what's interesting to me. Because either way, we we, we both have had the experience. I mean, we, we right. have whatever, 20s, right. 30s. Right. And, and women will not see it as a bad thing mm. if he turns around and goes, ah, oh, right. 100. Right. And you've had 100 too, but you won't say that. Right. And I think we need to... And that only comes by practicing being honest. If you want to, if you want to divulge that information, because you do not have to, and that is not important information, if you want to divulge that information, that you literally do not care what the other person thinks. Hold that thought. It's time for news headlines with Sir Utzile Sarko. Thanks, Shadow. Good afternoon. The Lily Gold Mine in Lowes Creek near Barberton in Pumalanga has begun with the process of clearing the area where the drilling of the 500-meter-long new shaft will take place. The mine is hoping that the shaft would be able to create access to reach the container underground in which the three workers were trapped in. The DA says it's elated with today's Constitutional Court's judgment confirming that the Speaker of Parliament cannot direct police to eject members. And the new BRICS Development Bank aims to fully to be fully functional by the end of this year. Details at 2 o'clock. And Johan Leroux at the ICC World 2020. Hello, Johan. 
Thank you very much. Well, Australia are chasing 143 for victory in their opening game of the World 2020 against New Zealand. And the Aussies have made a very good start, 37 without loss after four overs. Usman Kawaja and Shane Watson, the two opening batsmen, they have got Australia rather off to a very, very good start. Now, the Black Caps struggled to get going in their innings. A number of their batsmen made starts, but they just couldn't convert those into big scores. Martin Guptill top scored with 39, while Kane Williamson, Colin Monroe and Ground Elliott were all missed in their 20s. The Aussie spinners weren't quite as effective as they were expected to be, so it will be interesting to see how Kane Williamson uses his two spinners. His three spinners in the game against India were very, very effective, but this is, of course, a different track. The Proteus kick off their campaign at 4 o'clock. Can this be the year that South Africa finally win a World Cup trophy in cricket? They certainly have the potential, but we will find out over the next couple of weeks. That match starts at 4 o'clock between South Africa and England. For now, Australia 37 without the loss of a wicket after 4.2 overs Usman Kawaja on 29 and Shane Watson on 8 you on the roof for SAFM Sport Shadow Twilight on SAFM listen uh, Dorothy Black is in the studio with me she's the author of The Dark Spot and I, we just uh, the, touched the tip of the iceberg with, with this book but, but it, it deals with dating relationships um, sex part one uh, of course part two and our bodies and, and good housekeeping as she calls it but uh, we we really run out of time and I'm going to have her again in the studio but firstly when did you decide you needed a therapist um, I I I was running riot a bit actually I, I felt like I was getting into the same relationships again and again and again and mm-hmm. I was getting into the same relationships again and again and again because I was I was the I was the I was the problem child in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both both partners are always um, it takes two to tango and all of that. But I was deeply unhappy. I was deeply dissatisfied with um, with my relationships and how I was responding to them and how I was reacting to life. Reacting, um, and um, and basically, a friend of mine just said to me, "You you need help. Mm. <laughs> you need." You need help, and here is a good therapist. Um, and I think I had one sort of meltdown um, uh, that, that was the deciding factor for me. But it really, it, well, it came down to being deeply dissatisfied with, um, with the same rubbish again and again and again. And I needed help with changing. I needed help with my life being better, and I couldn't do it by myself anymore. And a lot of people who find themselves in that situation will probably go and have lots of one-night stands. Is that one of the models, relationship models? Mm. And, and how, how, what's happening in a one-night well, stand? So a relationship model, you know, those one-night stands to me are just, you know, one of the things, casual sex sort of setups that people will get involved in when they're single. You may or may not have one-night stands. Mm. Um, and I think some people, some people prefer it as a way of, of um, sexing other people. It's absolutely no strings attached and you don't have to get involved with all the nitty gritties of everything. Um, but I think what's up with it is that I think a lot of people might also throw themselves into one night stands because um, they don't quite know how to do relationships or to have um, boundary relationships or sexual relationships. Sustainable relationships. Sustainable relationships. Mm. There are millions of reasons people have, have one night stands. My my thing with one night stands is whatever your whatever your decisions for going into a one night stand and quite often they're not conscious decisions because mostly we're drunk mm. um, is um, are you walking away from them feeling 
good and happy and fulfilled. Mm. Many people do, but if you are not, then do not do it. And are you doing it safely? Like safety has to come most in important. too. Most important. Yeah. Most important. Listen, I want you to visit me again. I'm so happy to hear because that. Because we're going to have to just unpack this book in Thank more detail. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Dot Spot is available at all good bookstores. Bookstores, Loot, Amazon, Kindle, um, yeah. And my site, thedotspot.net. Get it for your daughter, your son. <laughs> I think everybody ought to be reading this book so we can have these discussions at the dinner table, as, as Dorothy would like us to. Thank you so much. Thank you us. so much. And uh, we hope to see you soon. We'll be in touch with you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. We'll take a little break. And when we come back, poet Natalia Mulebat. The St. Matthew Passion BWV244 by Bach was first performed in 1727 on Good Friday in Germany at the St. Thomas Church in Leipzig. The work has remained relevant for almost 300 years, and this year is no different. You have a chance as a listener of SAFM to hear a live performance of the St. Matthew Passion by Johann Sebastian Bach. The Symphony Choir of Johannesburg and the Johannesburg Festival Orchestra, conducted by Maestro Richard Koch, will give a spiritually uplifting performance of this work at the Linda Auditorium on Good Friday, the 25th of March at 6 o'clock in the evening. Tickets are available at CompuTicket and SAFM will broadcast this performance live. Join me, Sidwa Mflongo, at 6 o'clock Good Friday to enjoy this gem by Bach. Shadow Twala on SAFM. Natalia Mulebati, hello, welcome. So, sis, I'm Shadow. How are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm fine, darling. I always want you to break into poetry at some point because ah. you know, just give us a taste of something to look forward to. Hello, traveler, warrior, journey woman. You beautiful foundation, formulation, woman, you. <laughs> I want to be you, so tell me what are your formations. <laughs> you said I should break it. I know, I yeah, and, <laughs> and you do it so well. How are you? I am so well. You are I'm very so well, blessed. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, I'm excited. I, I, you know, Ariel Zamonski, Yonela Mnana, I mean, Sipira Shiburu, what's going on? Tell me about uh, this. Well, it's actually going to be poetry and jazz music together. Mm-hmm. And I will be on poetry and song. Uh, we actually don't have Ariel for this coming Sunday, the 20th. Uh-huh. We've got uh, Bralex Fuchani, who you know. Yes, very and, well. Uh, then uh, Piwa Shiburi on drums, as well as the wonderful Yonela Mnana on the keys. So it's just a trio where we're trying to experiment with words and jazz and, you know, create this groove uh, that, that, that carries uh, the words into into space. Do you know you 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 have such a huge responsibility as far as your work with the spoken word is concerned because of of who you've shared the stages with in the past and of who 
you 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 have experienced work with, we almost want to hear their voices through your voice. Do you find that it, it we demand it from you all the time? No, not at all. I just find that for me, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to share those spaces because some of these spaces are intergenerational. Mm -hmm. Some of them are learning spaces. I mean, when I sit with you at Mamsbongile Kumalo, it's all about learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I put a poem on Jimmy Lulu's uh, song, Mm -hmm. for me, it's about learning. Mm -hmm. Mm. And sharing also, and, and, and just discovering what art can do, mm. be it poetry, jazz, visual arts, that all of these spaces actually belong in, in, into one space, you know, into one part. You know, Beautiful stew. because you, you travel a lot and you, you know, you, you performed in Senegal, you, Nigeria, Zimbabwe. Holland, you know, in England. So when you experience all of those uh, um, responses to your work, does it inspire a, 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 the kind of collaborations that we're going to see on Sunday? Or, or how, how do you express those experiences? Well, I'm always trying to, I want to, 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 to work with, uh, uh, with other artists. So collaboration for me is a big deal. So if I find myself in Senegal and I see a chora player or a, a drama, you know, if they're willing, then because I feel that this is a way that we can uh, make sure that our people can meet. Mm-hmm. You know, that we introduce each other's cultures. You know, and I can leave a drop of myself mm-hmm. in in their space, and I can take. Uh, with me what what I've collaborated with there. So it's really, really important because some of these places you only go once. Mm. So uh, if you can bring back that collaboration, it's also very important. So you at the Newtown Junction on, on Sunday, what what part of you shall we expect to experience with, with, with your trio? Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's a free concert, first of all. We're going to be doing poetry, reflecting on the times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but it's, it's Sunday, so we're expecting smooth, cool, mellow, jazzy mm-hmm. sounds under the blue sky in Johannesburg, Newtown. So just, just playing and experimenting with, with jazz musicians, but also playing some of, uh, the items that are on my uh, CD, which is mainly poetry and a little bit of song. Wait, so, yeah. Give us the name of your CD again. It's called Natalia Mulebazi and the Soul Making, and you can find it also on uh, iTunes. So if you go Natalia Mulebazi and the Soul Making, you'll definitely find it there. What time is the show on Sunday? We start at 2, and uh, we go on for an hour. And it's just unmissable, especially because it's a, it's free, mm, mm. and it's in a space where uh, where have you seen a mall that just has all this kind of art mm. uh, taking place? You know, there are crafters on the other side. You can get yourself uh, your drink and just sit out there and and enjoy a beautiful Sunday afternoon.
So if we miss you, because some of us are not in Johannesburg, if we miss you, what else are you working on and where do we see you outside of Johannesburg? Well, I'm going to introduce uh, Temba Mugwena and friends at the um, Cape Town International Jazz Festival. I'm very excited that, uh, you know, as my father in music, that I'm going to um, introduce him. A very short uh, intro. You know, we introduce... In Africa, we introduce through poetry and, mm. and music, and we want the world to experience that kind of thing. And then, and then I'm traveling. I'm traveling to the U.S. I'm uh, traveling to Holland. So yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting it's an exciting year. But I, the more I do work and the more I get inspired, you know, I, I want to to do more. So one of these days I'll be at Nikki's. So when you're in Joburg, let's hook up. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I'm definitely seeing you at the International Jazz Festival. Absolutely. Natalia, thank you so much for, for talking to us and enjoy yourself on Sunday. Have fun. Thank you so much, Susado, for having me and uh, congratulations always. You're a legend. Thank you, darling. Thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. Natalia and the Soul Making. It's on iTunes and and every good record store. And if you're in Johannesburg, be at the Newtown Junction uh, from 2 in the afternoon and don't miss this trio. Athena Mazaraki is part of my Body, My Space project. She's part of the management team and also a participant. Talks to us after this. Great stories told by great personalities. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. So Athena Mizorak is an award-winning South African choreographer and performer working in the areas of physical theatre and contemporary dance, both nationally and internationally. Athena, welcome. Thank you. Lovely to be with you. Thanks for having me on the show. Lovely for you to join us. So talk to us about part of, about my body, my space, and 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 what to expect. Right, so My Body, My Space is a public arts festival. It's in its second year. Last year we ran the festival um, in Ekuruleni, mm-hmm. uh, and this year it's been run in Emakazeni, in rural Mpumalanga. So mm-hmm. Emakazeni is made up of the towns Dalstrom, Belfast, Mashada Dorp, and Waterfall-Burfen. And uh, so, so the festival is curated and, um, and, and organized by the Forgotten Angle Theatre Collaborative. And that company has relocated to rural Mpumalanga. So we've brought the festival that, that we started last year along with us to this, to this wonderful, wonderful part of the country. What was the response like? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand, you know, because it's almost like a flash mob uh, performance, right? Yeah, well, well, the, the, the festival is made up of two main programs. So the first part of the program is called the Arteries Program, and that is largely a sort of public intervention flash mob style series of events that takes place in public spaces, taxi ranks, parks. Mm. Um, and and so when we did it last year in Ekuruleni, it was absolutely magnificent because people were going about their, their daily routines and suddenly these live Live performances were erupting in, in the spaces around them. So we had a really positive response. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the program is the main program. Uh, it's called the Central Nervous System. So the whole festival is sort of built around the metaphor of the city or town as a body with, with important interlinked arteries and, and a central nervous system that, that keep it going. So the arteries program here in Mpumalanga happened 
in um, in some of the smaller towns. So we start on the 22nd in um, Sakelwa and Dalstrom. Mm-hmm. On the 23rd, we are in Siachatuka and in Belfast. And then we move on to our main program, uh, which is in Mashadadorp on the 26th. So judging from last year, people really responded to having something out of the ordinary happen in spaces around them, actually have art coming to them rather than them having to go out to, to theatres and other spaces to, to enjoy performance, music, exhibitions. Do you encourage participation from, from the audiences and other discussions about what's going on? Because, you know, seeing people dance and it's, it's all exciting and entertaining, mm-hmm. but do they understand the message? I, I think so. Um, we, we're always open to that sort of discussion and, and there is space for participation. I know that the festival organizing committee is very much about um, participation and getting getting the communities involved. So mm. we've actually just come out of a meeting with local crafters um, trying to, to source local um, local work that is that is specific to this area. Mm. We also are putting on work that we do with a lot of community groups in the area. So a lot of locals who have been part of the Forgotten Angle Theatre Collaborative's um, extensive outreach program will actually be performing. So we're also trying to to navigate that, that tricky thing by actually getting people who are living in the area to be performing and, and to actually under, can, come to understand dance mm. through, through the doing, in a sense. But because it is a public um, arts festival, yes, there will be a lot of engagement. We we set off on a two-kilometer tour, uh, walk, really. That's the first day of the festival. Mm. And, and the audience is on foot. So we're hoping there's going to be a lot of discussion amongst the audience as they move through through Mashada Dorp, and uh, there's space built into the festival for, for chats, and we're hoping that those sort of discussions will happen. Artists will be right there. They'll be accessible. So we're hoping that it triggers lots of the debate and discussion. So how do people know when to be there? Is there a program that exists somewhere? Are you on social media? There is a program. The best way would be, yes, to, to look at the Facebook page for My Body, My Space. The detailed program is there. Um, what I can tell you already is that on the 26th, People will meet at 9.30 um, at Polani Park in Mashadadorp. Mm-hmm. That's the, the first day of the main program. And then the second day of the main program takes place, well, it starts on uh, a farm called Waterfall. Um, but, but, again, there will be, there'll be directions to that if you look at our Facebook page. And it moves up to um, a, 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 a resort called Goodison Leisure Kloppenheim Country Estate. That's where the second day of the main festival happens. Does it exist anywhere like YouTube? Can we go and watch last year's and see what happened? Uh, I I would be lying if I told you. I I don't think we have anything up on YouTube, but there certainly would. If you look back on our Forgotten Angle um, Facebook page, for instance, you certainly see images. Um, but I, I, I'm not, I, I'd be lying if I told you there was video. I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you on that. Well, promise me, Athena, that you will <laughs> put this year's on, on YouTube or somewhere. Absolutely. Because it sounds absolutely. very exciting. Indeed it is. I hope we can do that. Absolutely. Well, all the best, and thank you for your time. Have a great thank weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. So My Body, My Space on Facebook or...